Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Quote, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. Welcome to part two of this interview with Sean Myers from Vendavo. In this part, we want to discuss some basic and advanced pricing-focused questions. Let's start with, is your price guidance extension for Salesforce available today? Yeah, so it you know it is available today. It is available for any Salesforce customer that wants to you know have pricing guidance um, implemented into their product. The perfect time to be using it is is obviously you've got a Salesforce system deployed. You know you're you're very sophist- you're you're very specific in relation to your sales methodologies and your sales processes. So you know we, we're always big proponents of making sure that baseline CRM is in place and being utilized, not just from salespeople, but also from sales management and forecasting perspectives. Once you've got that core infrastructure in place, you know, Salesforce customers are looking for that next add-on, that next extension to the, you know, to the CRM strategy. And this is where, you know, pricing guidance comes into play. It also assumes that, you know, as an organization, you've invested into, um, you know, a dynamic pricing strategy, and you would be utilizing Vendavo for, for, the, for, that, for those purposes. Um, but, you know, pricing guidance is uh, the ability to add in intelligence uh, about the prospect you're selling to, to maximize the profit of every transaction. So we engage at the account level, we engage at the contact level, we engage at the opportunity and even the quote level within Salesforce as well. Not only from a business risk standpoint, um, but also you know when you're pricing something out, you know you know instead of the target instead of the list price being displayed, we display target prices and floor prices, and you know we give you the guidance that you need um, to maybe get just a little bit more on each and every single deal. You know, there's a, there's an essence in the in the marketplace, Frank, about you know value based pricing. You'll hear a lot about value based pricing, um, but you know pricing optimization even takes it to the next level, where you're using a lot of data from a lot of different sources, your own transactions, but as well as market data, and you're bringing that all together to really help the rep suggest what they could get for this deal to this client at this specific time. So um, we integrated all those different levels and we were very bullish on bringing that intelligence and putting that in the hands of sales reps so that at the transaction level, at the quote level, they can be highly efficient in driving value. And one question here for customers who may not exactly know what you're talking about with price optimization and the strategy and stuff like this. So when you provide this guidance to a user, how do you make that digestible in, in, in a very short amount of time for them? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, sometimes you put data in front of people and it really doesn't mean anything, right? It really doesn't resonate. So how do you, how do you put that within the context of what a salesperson needs when they're on the phone with the customer, what a salesperson needs when they're putting a quote together, you know, um, how do you, you know, what is the context associated with it? We do draw in data. Pricing optimization is drawn in data from a lot of different sources. And then you've got pricing scientists who apply, you know, algorithms to that data so that, you know, it can evaluate a situation 
and suggest a price or provide, evaluate a situation and evaluate risk um, of doing business with this client or doing business with this client at this price level. And what Vendavo has done for many, many years is not just make it about a BI tool, not just make it about, you know, um, data, but it's got to be contextually um, digestible for the user. And so built into the application uh, is a translation from data to um, context. And so when you hover over one of our business risk alerts at an account level or hover over a, a target price at a specific product level, we then provide context and, and educate the rep on why this is a business risk or why this target price is being suggested. The why is critical. And that why is, is, is published in the Vendavo solution in, in, uh, in sentences and in paragraphs to describe how we got to where we got to. So yeah, it's, it's not just saying that this is a risk. And here is a price, but it's giving context to it that is digestible for uh, the user, in this case, a sales rep. And can all Vendavo CPQ users on all platforms now use all capabilities or are there any limitations? So, yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, what, what is available in the Salesforce world and how does that differ from, you know, how we publish some of our other assets out to customers? And, you know, under Vendavo, we've got really three primary clouds, three primary primary businesses, if you will. One is a CPQ business. You know, the other is pricing you know, and the other is intelligence. And each one of those clouds delivers with it different levels of functionality. Um, CPQ is, as we all know, is core part for, for sales, sales workflow, um, sales automation around the transaction process. Our pricing cloud um, actually has many different products that deal with everything from full pricing optimization um, all the way to pricing guidance. Uh, and it's all about the, you know, delivering, you know, pricing and pricing, you know, specific pricing out to the end user. And that's its own individual cloud. Then finally, the intelligence cloud is really where you take the analytics and you take your machine learning capabilities and, and you, you combine that with intelligence. And that is our AI cloud, if you will. So in Salesforce, we deliver, um, in our pricing guidance extension, we deliver data directly from our intelligence cloud as well as our pricing cloud. And we only do this inside Salesforce. We do it um, you know, at the account and contact and opportunity level. Um, if you come to us directly independent of Salesforce and you want those um, scenarios, you can have them all uh, either independently or you can have them you know, in connection with each other. Great example is what we call intelligent CPQ, which we talked about in our last podcast, which is deploying CPQ. But when you get to the pricing of an individual product, we're drawing in uh, data from our pricing optimization cloud. And then when you get to the overall account level within CPQ, we're drawing in business risk alerts uh, from our intelligence cloud. So we're able to pull all of our assets and deliver that to the to client either in a standalone fashion um, or if we're connected into the Salesforce world, we're leveraging our pricing cloud and our intelligence cloud into the Salesforce application. And what do customers need to know regarding the maintenance of your new intelligent CPQ solution? 
there's two things in, I believe, in technology that are table stakes in today's day and age. It's time to market. You better be showing up with a SaaS application that customers can um, get live on quickly, uh, as well as administration over time. You know, gone are the days where you've got a lot of service resources or hiring a lot of professional services resources to maintain, advance your system. Uh, so in our world, we spent a lot of time and a lot of money in advancing our product to be in a place where our clients can be self-serve to the extent they want to, from a deployment standpoint all the way through to the ongoing administrative side of the equation. So what that means is that whether you're in our CPQ application or you're in our, our pricing guidance application or even in some of our intelligence offerings, you know, behind every front-end workflow, behind every data aspect is administrative consoles that you can put in the hands of business business users, highly important. That doesn't mean that that's going to satisfy the needs 100% of the time, especially at the enterprise level. There's always going to be uh, customization needs. There's always going to be configuration needs where maybe a developer needs to call on our API to pull data out or publish data in. So in that case, there will always be administration and ongoing services for customizations. But when you look at our customers and you look at what we're doing today, our average deployment on the intelligence side is down to weeks. Our average deployment on the CPQ side uh, for phase one is right between three and four months. And the same thing on the pricing guidance side is that same target. So if it takes three to four months to get live, uh, once we get you live, we're, a big part of that is training you on all the administrative capabilities that we're delivering inside of our offerings so that you can be self-serve and, and advance it from there should you want to. We've got a lot of customers who take advantage of that. Then we have other customers who simply don't have the resources internally to be able to take on those administrative tasks, so they still want to outsource that to either us or one of our partners. Hmm. Um, so there's there's always plenty of service. But at the end of the day, Frank, you know this, whether it's pricing, whether it's CPQ, these are not static solutions. These are dynamic. Um, our businesses change so frequently. Um, we're, you know, so, so frequently new products are introduced, new methods of doing business in the manufacturing uh, sector. How many manufacturers are now offering subscription-based pricing models? And all that is just accelerating and changing. So CPQ, pricing, intelligence, we're right in that transaction state. Your business, our customer's business will constantly change. So it's so important that the tool set that is being used is is dynamic as well and changes mm-hmm. are thought about and changes can be done without developers, without professional resource, uh, service resources. We got to keep getting better there. You know, three to four months to get live. Okay, that's pretty good. But we can, we've got to get better there. We've got to continue to invest in tools that will evolve to allow customers to be self-serve and this to continue to be more SaaS and less services over time. Let me follow up on the pricing piece because you mentioned earlier a pricing strategy needs to be developed and that data pricing scientists are involved. What does that mean for the maintenance of the solution? Your pricing strategies, again, they're never static. They're going to change. Data comes in. You're segmenting your customers differently. Um, Just by virtue of 
pulling in your transactions into an analytics tool and plotting it out on a, a graph, you're going to see where outliers are and why Why did you charge uh, way over here to the right and you got a lot of money for one customer on a transaction, but you know, you've got this grouping of, of, pro, of customers over here that you seem to be just barely scraping by from a profitability standpoint. And then you've got others in the middle. And so our best customers are constantly analyzing the data, constantly analyzing the transactions that come through, constantly analyzing their cost triggers. Their cost triggers could be anything from the the price of oil changing um, all the way up to where their inventory is and maybe some things going on in different countries that they're pulling their assets in. All of that data feeds into uh, analytics cubes that pricing specialists are constantly looking at and making decisions decisions as to how they want to um, continue to move forward. So, you know, pricing strategies are implemented when when you go live with a pricing optimization, pricing optimization system like Vendavos. Once those pricing strategies are implemented and starting to use, there's new data that is being captured that allows uh, further analytics to get to be put in place. The beauty of what Vendavo does, though, is it's not a black box. The algorithms that are put in place, you know, to get you live, uh, and then the new data that comes in that forces different strategies to be put in place. Again, administrative console, administrative capabilities inside of our tool set allow them to test different theories, test different models, and then roll out those different models and pricing uh, when appropriate. So for large companies, large enterprises, rolling out pricing is extremely difficult and can be very time intensive. And what we do is give you uh, models that can be tested and then deployment method all, deployment methods that uh, will publish out the pricing over time. But pricing is, is very dynamic and the best companies in the world are constantly pressure testing their pricing strategies, the pricing guidance that they put in front of salespeople, the effectiveness of it between target prices and floor prices and, and where things are coming in on the transaction side of the equation. This is a, this is a true machine learning sort of approach um, that you know custom, the best customers take advantage of in a tool like Vendavo. Learn more about CPQ today. We have two offerings you probably want to know about. First, we have a free resource, our CPQ Circle Community, which offers CPQ knowledge, CPQ-specific industry knowledge, and CPQ-specific best practices, as well as CPQ job opportunities. Leading CPQ firms, system integrators, thought leaders, customers, and researchers add content here. Check it out today at www.novocpq.com. Go to Resources and then select CPQ Circle Community. Second, we have a paid monthly subscription that keeps you up to date with the global CPQ market. If you are a CPQ vendor, system integrator or a large customer with multiple CPQ systems, you don't want to miss this. Go to www.novocpq.com, look for Services and select Subscriptions to learn more. Now I want to follow up with a question regarding Navetti. Last time you mentioned that Navetti brought capabilities in the aftermarket and spare parts area. What new capabilities exactly will your customers get here? 
Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, number one, let's just let's just first start with spare parts, right? Spare parts is thought of as you know a um, a lot of reorders, a lot of coming in and, and searching for various SKUs um, that are you know that I want to purchase. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, spare parts is not necessarily thought of as a good CPQ uh, opportunity, but it's actually quite quite the opposite. It's a very sophisticated, the best spare parts businesses in the world understand that there is a significant amount of opportunity and margin opportunity in the spare parts business. And so first and foremost, making sure your pricing strategies as it relates to your spare parts is is not static, is not cost plus, um, making sure that you know, you're investing heavily into your pricing strategies for spare parts um, is our companies, our customers that Navetti's been working with for years. Lots of value there. Lots of value in spare parts. Only uh, need to make sure you maximize that value. Secondly, though, the process of securing spare parts and quoting on spare parts is a highly obviously a highly competitive scenario and you go back to some of the basics of what CPQ is all about in first quote wins. When you get a, a spare part request, be it, you know, from, from any of the Navetti customers, you know, that the, the, the search normally lands on a single SKU um, that may be a package and bundling of a lot of other different SKUs. Um, that search may land on a SKU that is not available anymore. So what is the cross-sell, upsell opportunities when that SKU isn't available? So, um, you know, the spare parts business is one where it's heavy search and it's heavy uh, alignment to individual SKUs and then cross-sell, upsell. But another thing that we do real well is we give you the ability to um, import uh, a lot of different SKUs at one point in time on an Excel spreadsheet, and then our system will go and find those parts and match it to other products that may be more environmentally friendly or other products where you can make some more margin on it. So, you know, the fun part of partnering with the Navetti customers that exist today is they've invested into their pricing strategy. Now they want to expand the cross-sell and upsell into their sales force and make sure that every quote that is being done and every order that is being processed includes this pricing guidance of where the target price and the floor price. And then what CPQ does extremely well is it manages that whole approval process. It makes sure that you know uh, the the discounting process away from what the suggested price is is managed in a way that is um, very fast, very efficient, very professional, where quick decisions can be made against data. And so there's a great marriage there from uh, the Navetti customers who are who are deployed on uh, the pricing optimization solutions from Navetti, now extending that out into the quoting process, and we're delivering a lot of value to those folks for sure. Excellent. Now I have a, a couple of questions concerning the pricing capabilities that you have now, and I would ask you to maybe have one, two, three sentences to each and one of these capabilities, what it is sure. and why it helps the, the customer. The first one is the incentive manager. Yeah, so incentive manager is is ultimately going to provide 
companies that are selling through, you know, reselling channels, right? And those reselling channels have a lot of different pricing scenarios in place. So think of manufacturers, think of distributors, right? And um, when you sign contracts with distribution channels, you also want to provide incentives out to them. uh, And then you want to measure, you know, where they are within the process within the year to determine whether or not, you know, they get to that next level and managing that whole incentive process. Um, highly complicated process, extremely complicated process when you're selling through a reseller channel to not only manage the pricing, but also manage all of the incentives that you've got out there. You know, incentives are created throughout the year as well. There may be a spiff that um, companies want to put out to the channel. Well, how does that spiff measure to all the other incentives that are in place already? And, you know, so incentive manager really helps manufacturers and, and resellers um, and anyone who's publishing out to a reseller channel, you know, manage all the various incentives they've got for each individual partner or um, a, a group of partners, if you will. Great. The next one is the deal guide. What can you tell us about that? Deal guide is um, if you think of the 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 essence of taking um, the pricing and the pricing strategies that you've developed and. Uh, not just putting them in front of a rep, but putting them in front of a rep with the guidance that they need as to why they should upsell to this price. You know, we all think historically of pricing in a cost plus way, and most companies traditionally would put their pricing together in a cost plus way. What's my cost? What's an acceptable margin? That's going to establish my MSRP. Well, deal guidance is going to take the, the, the pricing science that has been created inside of the pricing optimization engine and now publish that out to a rep so that when they're putting a quote together. Um, They see what the target price would be. They see what other prices are. And deal guidance is going to give them contextual reasons why they should sell at this price to this customer at this specific time. It's that intelligence mapped in with the pricing that's going to help that rep um, upsell the, the price, if you will, to increase the margin on every single deal. And when they do so, It is massively um, impressive in relation to what happens. You know, Warren Buffett talks about the power of price. And when he evaluates companies, he evaluates companies in relation to how much pricing power they have. And this is what it's all about. It's one thing to do the analytics on your your transaction history. It's one thing to apply pricing science to an algorithms to uh, data sets that tell you you know what you what you what you should be charging um, this customer at this point in time, but then you take it up a notch and you say put it in the context of what salespeople need or your resellers and distributors need when they're in front of the customer so that they can articulate specific strategies that will allow them to get a little bit more margin on every single transaction. That's what it's all about. Excellent. And the last one is the business risk alert. Yeah. So, um, you know, the business risk alerts, think of that as, again, another one of our intelligence offerings. And it's basically going to um, educate the user on um, risks of doing business with this customer uh, based upon the data from the past. It would suggest that 
you know, if you go in at this price today, you're probably not going to get the deal, and here's some reasons why. Um, or did you know that this customer hasn't ordered from us in the last 12 months, so your pricing strategy on this deal should take that into consideration, uh, you know, as it relates to it. So a lot of different uh, risks associated with the prospect or the customer and bringing that into the context of the salesperson when they're in a negotiation is what it's all about. It's, 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 basic, it's basically allowing them to think of this customer in a different way and either being more bold and trying to get more you know, in relation to this deal or recognizing that you're in an extremely competitive space and this customer's history doesn't bode very well for, you know, maximizing your price. So you probably should price it right here. And business risk alerts is going to be the catalyst to help you make that decision. At the end of the day, it's not going to force you one way or the other, but it's going to provide you with the contextual information you need to decide what to do in doing business with this customer. And I guess these uh, all the capabilities we just talked about, I guess they are coming from customers, right, or customer advisory board meetings. What other pricing requirements do your customers ask for most often? So um, from a requirement standpoint, there is, you know, in 2019, there is a lot of requests for assistance around subscription-based pricing and, and in not just applying uh, analytics into a, uh, you know, manufacturing perspective and, and taking traditional business uh, models and, um, and applying the pricing optimization to those business models. You know, a lot of our customers are entering into a new age of pricing, um, into a subscription and renewal-based model, uh, and they're looking for us to provide a different level of applicability of that within the CPQ offering, as well as uh, different levels of intelligence in in the in the actual um, pricing side of the equation, so that that primarily is is number one. Um, number two is just being able to handle very 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 large data sets, and um, those data sets are only increasing, and they're coming in from different sources, and. You know, the, the, the reliance that our customers have in front of us and whether it's our advisory committee, our customer advisory committee, um, or inside of, you know, deals, it's, it's um, everybody is, is ingesting more larger data sets. And those uh, data sets are needing to be analyzed in different ways. So think of, you know, best way to think about it is traditionally you look at your own data sets. What's in your ERP system? What's, um, you know, what, what transaction history do you have in that ERP system? But now we are, we are open to taking uh, in data from a lot of different sources, competitive information. As far as our commodities are concerned, uh, you know, different different shipping information, connections into different systems, a lot of connections out there that are drawing more data into the analysis and then making sense of that data to present back to that pricing guidance, back to that business risk alerts, back to that very pragmatic um, scenario that a salesperson needs when they're trying to get a deal done. So those are two areas that we are highly focused on this year in alignment with what our customers are asking from us. 
And one thing I definitely wanted to ask you is how long did it take you to learn about all the pricing capabilities yourself? You've known CPQ for a long time, but these capabilities go well beyond of what you offered before. You know, to answer your question honestly, I think it was probably a full, you know, year before I really got comfortable in front of some customers talking about the capabilities inside of our pricing scenarios. So it's like any new sales rep, I think, coming into a company like Vendavo. How long is it? Are they comfortable in in delivering the Vendavo message? You could say anywhere from six to twelve months is when it takes to get a salesperson up to speed. Um, I, you know, I've got. 18 years of CPQ experience, and uh, the pricing side of the equation was, yeah, it was very eye-opening. And what was really eye-opening was the impact it has on businesses and why companies, you know, uh, like GAF, companies like, um, you know, uh, Shell, some of the largest customers we do business with are investing into this is because the ROI associated with pricing is very significant, very significant, um, which makes sense why Warren Buffett pays so much attention to it. By just moving every transaction and moving the margin in every transaction just by a point, when you do that, the amount, the impact that has on um, you know your top and bottom line is is massively significant. And I had no idea what was behind it. And I would say it took me really six months to get comfortable with it and a year to get, you know, intelligent on it so that I could articulate it in front of a customer, in front of a prospect, or even at a, you know, uh, a dinner party with my wife. (laughs) Excellent. And now we're at the end of our interview. So I want to thank you for making time for this and telling us a little bit more about your new pricing focused CPQ capabilities. Absolutely. And, and Frank, just to add up what you just uh, add on to what you just mentioned as well, if there's anyone who wants to learn more, our website's going to give you a lot of content, it's going to give you a lot of videos that you can see on your own. Um, and then, of course, you'll have that little uh, thing down in the corner that's going to reach up and say, hey, do you want to chat now? So a lot of opportunity to engage with us digitally to learn um, bef- you know, about the, all the different types of capabilities that we have within our commercial excellence suite. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone.